Yeah. Okay. And welcome to Lyrically Speaking. This is brought to you by HFP Music City. I'm your host, Lady T. This is the show where I get to speak to some amazing artists and get behind the lyrics to their song and get to know about them. We play some musical games, one that includes finding out whether they know their lyrics to their own song and then rounding it off with a freestyle. On this episode, I'm joined by award-winning singer-songwriter Niela. This show was recorded live on Instagram. She's here. Hi. Look who it is. Hello, everybody. Yeah, so my name All is right. Daniela. Um, some of you may know me as Niela Carlty. Some of you may know me as Niela Dankwabuki. <laughs> The full thing. <laughs> and some of you may know me as just Niela. I am from London at the moment and I am a gospel musician. You know, I move, around, I move around a lot. You, know. you just, you, you be everywhere. Well, after lockdown, you pretty much will be everywhere because people are going to be like, oh my God, oh my God, it's Niela, oh my gosh, Niela, oh my gosh, oh gosh. But seriously, like, Okay, so for those that don't know you, because I know, because I remember when I first heard, like, your name, and I was like, Niela, I was like, wow, that's different, I love that. So for those that don't know the name Niela, tell us, tell us a little story behind it. I like it, because I, I think it's pretty cool. It's cool. Okay. So my full name is Daniela Kankokosi, and when I was in school, I started writing it as Niela, and there was, like, this trend where, like, if you had an E in your name, you'd write two, and if you had an I, you'd write two I's. And so I started writing Niela with two eyes. Um, and I just kind of kept writing it that way. And literally, that's that's just it. Like, that's just what happened. But in the beginning, it's not like it, no one used to call me Niela up until I went to Ghana. And then I was like, um, it was kind of a fresh start because I was in a competition in Ghana. Maybe I'm Don't talk about I'm that. Jumping ahead right now. But then it's part of the story of the name as to how we got. Okay, we'll come back. We'll come back to it. Let them wait. You can't just give them. Like, oh, we got to drip feed them, drip feed, drip feed, and then, and then give them the rest of it. Like that is to give them the needs afterwards. But uh, you know, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so were you actually born in the UK or were you born in Ghana? And then you just kind of like went back and forth. So I was born in the UK. I was actually born in Hackney, in Hamilton Hospital. Um, oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, London, yeah. babe. And then I yeah, grew up in the UK. First time I went to Ghana, I was like 10. Went to school for about two and a half years. Before that, I, my mum homeschooled all of us. Oh, then wow. went to school for the first time in Ghana at the age of like 10. Came back when I was about, maybe I was like just turning 11. Because I came back, I remember I was about 13. Because then I went to year eight in Edmonton. Right, yeah. So we went to Edmonton by then, um, in Edmonton County. And then ended up going back to Ghana when I was 18. Not voluntarily. aka you were dragged (laughs) and that's how i ended up in ghana again you mentioned because before we started you talked about siblings so first of all musical family are you from a musical family and how many of you are there and are you all singers or is it just you in particular that kind of like got the vibe okay so my family is musical um literally everybody sings you know whatever level of singing it is 
that's up to them. But if everybody can see, every mm, my brothers play instruments. Um, there's seven kids, so there's seven of us. Yeah. Um, the last five, we are very, very, very close. Um, because there's a gap between number two and number three. There's a big gap between the two. And what was it? Yeah. So me and my little brothers are the ones that are kind of like taking on the music thing a lot more than everybody else. But everybody sings. Like my sister sings as well. Um, mm. But at the moment, she has five amazing boys, and uh, mm. under the age of twelve. Mm-hmm. So you know. <laughs> yeah but you guys will see her definitely um yeah wow that is first of all seven of you then one of you has five or boys wow one i did say it was 16 so yes one of them has five yeah, so I was like, yeah, one of you have, one of them have five boys. I'm just like, oh my god, you know what? More, more love and strength to your sister. Like, yes. wow. Yes, wherever you are, Joella. Raising them kids, like, wow. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Okay, so here's how things are gonna go. So I'm gonna ask you some questions. We'll talk in between, but um, I'm gonna be testing you on your lyrics. Do you know the lyrics of your all of your songs? <laughs> I should do. <laughs> That's very true. You should. So, um, so I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna be testing you on your lyrics, making sure that you uh, know your song. So I'm gonna give you first a little bit of it okay. of the song, and then you gotta finish the rest of it. Okay. It's gonna be amazing if I don't know my own song. Okay. <laughs> right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Here we go. So I'm gonna give you your first lyric, and then I need you to tell me, and I just want you to finish it, and then tell me the name of the song. Okay. Okay. Never leave me. <laughs> always love me. Oh, always love me, even when I'm broken and even when I'm wrong. You never change your way. I believe. Yay! <laughs> go on, go on, go on. The, the, sometimes when you say the words like that, all of a sudden it, it just stands alone from the song like, <laughs> listen you, you, you should know all parts of your song though you should know all parts of your song this is the thing right you should know all the the, the bridges the 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 what's what's the part the riffing like, they, the, the words kind of get like stuck with the melodies and then they just kind of become like just i don't know how to explain it it's like, like, like a it's shelf just, you know so you just take this one out and then it's just like, blah, 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 blah. and then blah, 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 blah. Okay, here's the second one. All right. So I strive. Room, 30, room 37. What's, what's, what's the rest of it? And I pray. <laughs> oh, what's the line? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Should I help you out? Oh, why is the words, the, the words are jumbled up in my head? Should I help you out? So basically, that song was uh, Room 37. So you were all right, but it's So I Strive and I Pray and I Give All I Have to the One Who Made Me. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you were half right. Those are some great lyrics. <laughs> Listen, I, mean, I wanted to talk about this because they, your debut single was actually I Believe, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Wow. How was how was that process releasing your like your debut single, like the nerves and everything, and just writing the song? So 
um, even the way the song came about, it was, we were in Ghana, um, just at church, myself and my brothers, and it was a point where we would literally just go to like the church building and we would just play and just jam and just kind of just spend the whole day there just doing that and nothing else get food eat and just continue and so one day there was a friend with us who plays the guitar and mm. playing the progression and i think one of my brothers or something said oh sing something so i start, literally started singing i believe in you i believe in you all. like that and it just started coming out um and then i think we went to the studio and i was like oh i want to record a song i think i wanted to record a different song and then for mm. some reason i was like oh let me just sing this one so I sung this one and then everyone was like, oh, we really like the song actually. And then the producer started playing it as Afrobeats. So the, I believe was initially, it came as a worship song, but it was released as like an Afrobeat song. Then um, years later, I decided to do it again as the worship version, which I love. Like which, love the worship version. Yes, because that's the live version, isn't it? Yes. It's the live version of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw, I, when I was listening to it, I was like, Oh, that's a little bit different from the other one that I just heard. So yes. I was like, okay, okay. Yes, very different. I see, I see, I see. And I have to say, um, Room 37, tell us about that because I was listening to it and I have to say, on that particular EP, that's a jam right there. And I'm going to tell you a little funny thing that I, that, about your song, but tell us about Room 37. <laughs> I want to hear the <laughs> um, So Room 37, I believe, is one of the songs that my brother David um, had the beat down to. And then I think I came in, heard the beat, and I was like, I like the fact that like the beat just keeps going. It's like a loop. Right. Like, mm, like it just keeps going. So I was like, oh, I want to write um, some lyrics to this. So then I literally, so me, me and David do that quite a bit. I'll hear a beat that David has made, it's just there. And then mm. I'll be like, oh, cool. That's, that's, um, I like that, so I'm going to write lyrics. Or I walk into the room here and he's there, and then I just start hearing, like, the lyrics just... So, yeah, yeah. So that's how Room 37 came about. And I think with the lyrics of the song, it was kind of what I was going through at the time, because, like, you know, if God was a man, he would have left me by now. That's mm. the fact that it just like I was just going through so much. I was still figuring out who I was, what I was doing. Um, like, you know, in my mind, I was letting God down quite a bit <laughs> at the time. Oh, wow. So, oh, yeah, definitely. So I was just like, that's why I, I wrote those, the words that way. Um, and then we had an idea for like a, a video and then maybe it was going to be like in a hotel room, room 37. And then like, I'm in the room and I'm just kind of like chilling and kind of somber and sad and just talking to God. So that's, that's how that song came about. The video never Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have to say that's probably my favorite on the actual EP. Cause I think, yeah, I, I, I absolutely love it. It's, it's so, it's so, just the vibe of the whole thing so the, the there was a part in the in the song that i was listening to and i was just like i had to like play it back because i thought i heard something so you know the bit where you talk about you say he's the architectures architect Arch Arch oh yeah architecture right architects architect sorry yes, architect. <laughs> <Architects>. so <laughs> so i legit legit thought you said aki and you're about to say saltfish but i was like is she gonna say softish? I was like, no, that's it. You were hungry. When you were listening to that song that day, you were hungry. I'm telling you, I was just like, I was like, did I just hear Aki? And I was like, no, T, nah, that can't be right. So I had to listen to it again. I was like, oh, architect. Yes, you're definitely hungry. You were hungry. I think so. I don't think I've had, I hadn't had water enough water. 
<laughs> so like, so, so no, you've ruined what's song. on my mind? Every time I'm gonna get there, I'm gonna be like, oh. I- <laughs> Listen, it was just there. I don't know why I was thinking Aki and Sulfur. And I don't even like and I don't even like Aki and Sulfur. That's the thing. Like I just I've had it before. I'm, yeah, I'm just not a fan of it. Like it's just not what it wasn't it's, yeah, it just wasn't working for me. It was but guys great story. I encourage you. I just I had to share it. I was like, no, I didn't tell her this. So guys, go listen to the beautiful EP, like just EP itself, it's like it's so so good, like really really good. Like Nana's been doing things for, for a hot minute, a very 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 hot minute. Like you know, since way back when. Okay, um, right. So I've asked all my guests this, and I think it's really important. Um, we've been in a pandemic. Everything has changed around us, for especially those in music and entertainment. And for those who are writers and who sing, one of the thing I ask is what song of your own have you listened to that you've held on to in this season and during this pandemic stand with me tell us stand with me um so stand with me we put out early this year yeah no last year 2019 yeah late last um I've got a lot of stuff in my head, you know. And when people ask me like, "When did you put out this song or that song?" I just go to YouTube. Well, because I, I, I finally look at it. I don't know. I feel like time is just all just coming. It's gone. But yeah, "Stand with Me" is that song. It was. It's literally. It wasn't a prayer when I first um, wrote the song. Well, I didn't even write the song. Like the songs just kind of smacked me in the face a lot of the time. I would just be doing something, and a song would just, and I'm like, "Whoa!" And then I recorded the song. That's that's literally that happens a lot. Especially like in service. If you see me running out holding my phone, I'm not taking a phone call. I'm probably recording a song. So uh, it's so it was in Ghana. I was like 23 or 22 when the first part of the song came. Um, I'm here and I'm chasing things I may not have. And I tried to write a verse two, and it just it just wasn't Didn't come. at the time. Yeah. I even I had a verse two, and I think it even wiped from my phone somehow. <laughs> but like I oh. lost it. But it wasn't working because even at the time I was like, mm, this doesn't, it doesn't complement the rest of the song. And then last year I was like, oh, why don't we you know, start working on some songs and stuff. And then I was like, oh, let's definitely do Stand With Me. Stand With Me has been one of my favorite songs that hasn't been released. So literally since like 22, 23, it's one of the songs that when people say, what's your favorite song? It comes to mind first. But then I'm like, oh, it's not out. So I have to pick one of the ones that are already out. <laughs> um, but yeah, Stand With Me, I think I even said in an interview, um, no, not interview, a brother tag video that I did with Jeremiah, like, 2016 i don't know years mm. ago that stand with me but it wasn't out once again it wasn't out so we came to record it this time and then we started laying out the song they've played the keys and everything and still didn't have a verse too so i remember i think it was late one night we just come from the studio i went to my room and literally it just once again it just hit me it just came Yo, wow because i was like okay stand with me you know the first bit obviously talks about how you know, I'm here, I'm chasing things I may not have. Um, I say I know what's best for me, but still I um, find myself in hard situations. I realize that basically I need God's love and blah, blah, blah. So then I'm like, okay, so then what? So then I'm like, okay, so your light, um, your word is a light onto my feet. So illuminate the, the road. And then it became like a prayer, like a psalm. That's basically a psalm. You know? um, yeah. So yeah, stand with me because I wow. make all these mistakes. I don't really know what I'm doing. So stand with me and let your word be a light. And yeah, 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 yeah. so much sense than whatever came to any house that I was... <laughs> but <laughs> that's the thing with songs sometimes you get one part today the next part will come five years later it's just it's 
you know it's just it's, it's i guess yeah because i think a lot of artists do go through that like it's just you just it just won't come and then all of a sudden sometimes it might come like maybe the next day or maybe like you said like years later mm-hmm. and it's just like mm-hmm. wait i've waited two years to finish now i get this song two years later but then everything has its time so it's like and, well and it, it really was really the season one thing mm. that I, I think i've not really been able to speak about in all the interviews and stuff i've done in, in this time is um, literally after, when the whole lockdown and everything happened and I came back to the UK, I don't know if I'm jumping mm. with you again. <laughs> no, you're, you're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. <laughs> and I came back to the UK from wherever I was on this track. Yeah. I literally, it was like, I was so invested in the moment, like, I'm going to do this. Mm. And then I came back and it was like, we're all locked down, we're not going anywhere. We're... So I was feeling very unproductive. I, I always like to have something to do if there's nothing doing i'll i'll make i'll give myself a job like mm. you know, i just don't like to just be idle and um, so i'll start working on music I, i'll just find something to do and in that period it's like everybody was just kind of lost it's like the world was like nobody knew what to do it's yeah. like what do we do yeah i was feeling very like kind of use not useless because i know i'm not useless but it was like there was just i know what you, know you mean like just hanging like you know, yeah it's like you know what you want to do something but you don't know where to where to go or what to do i was exactly yeah. like that and i was just like i need to do something like, i have to like what can i do because i don't like not doing anything you know you see people around you doing this and i was like uh okay what you know like help me <laughs> Lord, help me yeah. with something yeah. and i was also emotionally drained as well so i just kind of needed like just like a, a like a refuel sort of thing and stand with me was definitely one of the songs that did that yeah so yeah that's that story with that song awesome okay real quickly when you're not doing music what are you usually doing uh working i work part-time as a healthcare assistant with for people with wow. like, learning disabilities i didn't think i'd ever be doing that job um but to be honest i remember the first time walking into the facility I was just like, hmm, I don't think I'm going to do this because, you know, some of them um, literally can't do anything for themselves. So you have to do their personal care and all that. And initially, right, 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 right. I don't think I can do this. Besides little babies, you know, changing yeah. them and stuff. Like, how are you going to do a whole adult? But they're like big babies, a lot of them. Big babies. I just, I just think of them like they're big babies. Some of them are nonverbal and stuff like that. So, right. I mean, I kind of just fell into, into line, you know, and, um, and I do night shifts. So that I can have the day to do stuff. So sometimes I, I spend I spend the time sleeping. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> you need to catch up catch up on those hours. Yeah. So you feel that stress, um, yeah. Watching movies, series, but then I, when it comes to series as well, I, I this is this is interesting. I don't like to watch series that are too interesting because then they take up too much of my time. So I find a very kind of boring but kind of interesting series so it's like i'm sort of interested like oh what happened next but then if i don't watch it either i don't feel like i need to watch the, another episode because i start to all right and i start to feel very useless if i spend all my time just <laughs> sitting down just looking like it's yeah i know I, like interesting that series. is so strange so so strange so strange okay, i was watching one series and it, I was so into it and I just needed to get to the end of it and I was like I'm wasting my time but I needed to watch it and I was like this is a borderline obsession so let me find something <laughs> boring to watch so yeah. I hear you on that I hear you alright okay uh, are you ready for your next lyrics okay mm-hmm. I'm going to try with this because I, I tried this with Joe Metal and I failed <laughs> oh, it was, I listen 
I've given it away now. So, you know, you probably will know which one it is. But if so, I'm apologizing in advance. So if you're Ghanaian, okay, I'm watch, I, I apologize in advance for what I'm about to do. I'm Nigerian. I don't get your language. I just try, okay? Please have mercy. Have mercy on me. Thank you very much. Okay, so here it is. Okay. I was close. No, it is well. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, so that song is called Freno. According to my mom, it's an old song, but I mentioned it to most Ghanaians and they don't seem to know what song it is. So now I'm starting to think that maybe it's my mom's song, but maybe she thinks it's an old song because she does that a lot as well. She has a lot of songs. Um, and sometimes she confuses them with old existing songs so oh, by, right. by the way i sang it in it okay so tell, teach me how to say it so i can do it properly so mm, well if you're singing it and if you're saying it it's different because if you were speaking <sighs> just speaking you would say yeah and then there's different dialects of trees so i think i believe some people say and then some people say oh uh, with tea, men, yeah. Men, 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 the things don't always go as planned, do they? Your grace, your grace. That's the only song that has. It's funny how, and that's the song that always picks up. It's funny how, it's funny how. Well done, well done, well done, well done. That is so so cool. Okay, right. Um. Okay, so let's talk about talent shows because you know you are on BET Sunday Best which is fantastic. But before we talk about BET Sunday, now, you mentioned this earlier on, but you're actually not, uh, you're not really, you're, you're, you're not a newbie to music talent shows, are you? Because you've actually done one way, way back when. Do you want to tell us about that? So the first one that I did, um, I was 19 in Ghana. So this, this is after I went to Ghana involuntarily. And uh, it was called Stars of the Future. It was in Ghana. I was 19. I didn't know what on this planet I was doing. I was literally searching for purpose. Like, I just needed to know, like, what am I doing? Um, and that's how I ended up on, in that competition. And um, I came second in that particular one. And I literally told myself, I am never, ever, ever going to do this again. Like, I just, because it was draining. I, <laughs> as much as, like, it's a platform and everyone gets to see you and everything, like, it's back-to-back -back work. You have to be at rehearsal at this time. You have to go to hair, makeup. Then from there, it's to this place. Then it's to here. Like, it's just, you don't get any space to breathe. And I don't do very re well with rules and regulations. <laughs> That's, no, I'm just being honest, yeah? I took time out in life to really analyze my behavior, you know? Because the only way that you can flourish in this life is to understand what's going on. Why you do, yeah. Why, why you do what you do. Why you I, think I, the way you I think. I don't do well with rules and regulations. Like, if people tell me, Miela, sit, Miela, sit, Miela, sit, I'll be doing, okay, give me a little, like, it's just... <laughs> I start standing up. So I also have a time li limit that I can be in the presence of people around people doing the same thing. Oh, wow. Yes. So um, to consistently have to be with like contestants and consistently have to go to, it's just, it gets to a point I check out, <laughs> you know, 
that's that is so like, interesting that's why i was like i'm not going to do it again um but yeah here we are here we are fun fact Miela took part in BET Sunday Best in 2020. In actual fact, this isn't the first time she's taken part in a televised musical talent show. She took part in Stars of the Future, which is a mainstream Ghanaian talent music show. When she's not singing or arranging music, she considers herself as a part-time comedian. Just check out her Instagram page. She's three quarters Ghanaian and one quarter Nigerian. Who knew? So what did make you decide to enter uh, <laughs> Sunday Best? <laughs> it's more like who? <laughs> who? Oh, who? Like, um, Talk. So you obviously know Akosia. You see that you're laughing. You she's a she's a terror. I'm sorry, that woman. <laughs> That's basically what she did me. She's a beautiful terror. Joining Sunday Best. She came last year. You know you should know Sunday Best. Go on, you know. And I was like, no, I don't want to go there. I was like, I don't think it's right for me. Um, I feel that Sunday Best is for people who probably are maybe starting from scratch. And to me, I felt like, well, I started in Ghana and then in the UK, I kind of built like a bit of a following. I'm doing the music. I don't want to jump ahead of my process as well. That's something I'm very aware of and very careful. Yeah. Not trying to force myself onto just every stage because I'm trying to like make it out here. You know, God has a plan for everybody. And there are some places I'm not supposed to be at and there's some places I'm yep. supposed to be at. So Absolutely, yeah. initially my first reaction was no, I'm not doing it. That was last year. She came back again this year. And she was like, Miela, they're back again. The audition. And I was just like, Lord, let me do it. I was like, she's not fine. I'm gonna go to the auditions just so that you can stop. Like you can get off my back. So I went to the auditions and then I started to really think about it. And I was like, actually, this actually might be a good idea. Um, I could represent the UK and Ghana. I mean, who has the opportunity to represent two places? And that hasn't, especially for Ghana, that hasn't been done before. UK, exactly. I know another contest, um, another person tried last year and unfortunately yeah. make it further. Um, so I was like, and if I make it further, that will be the first time that international contestant has actually gotten to like, let's say live shows. And I was yeah. like, I think I can do this. Like, I've been working steadily like on my voice, on my craft. And I was like, I think I can do this. So I was like, well, if I'm not even going to do it for myself, let me do it to inspire people. Mm. That was one of the main things that drove me to go and actually go through with it. I think it's, I, I, for me, I think it was, it's, it's a great thing. You know, it's a great thing to do for any artist. Like mm. it's a springboard. And I think even if you don't win, it's just how you leverage the, the exposure and, you know, and what you do and leveraging the contacts that you make as well mm. yes, um so have it so, yeah and, and and that's how we always see it and i think people are always there's this mindset of oh no it's not for me i don't want to do this or you know this competition is not of god blah 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 blah. i'm like but yeah in five years time you're going to be complaining that nobody's buying your music no one's doing this or you're not being put here and somebody's and then it becomes this vicious cycle whereas you had a chance <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just gonna tell it like it is you had a chance when they were there but you know you, you could have you could have done it then but now you're here complaining like I, I come on like one of the problems as well was in my mind what i'd kind of seen was people who kind of uh made it through the industry and got to a particular level by themselves it looked mm. like they are 
they kind of had more respect in the mm. eye of everybody than someone who kind of like jumped ahead because mm. like a reality TV show. Um, right. So that was like one of the perceptions that was kind of going around. And I realized that people really look up to me. Like, I don't know how this happened, but it, it happened. Like when you say Niela, people are like, Niela kind of thing. So I was just like, am I going to be destroying my reputation by going on a reality TV show or not sort of thing? And then for me as well, it was like, well, to be honest, I've already worked. Like, I've, it's not like I'm starting from scratch sort of thing. Like I've yeah. worked at a particular level. It's just like a bigger exposure platform. But regardless of whatever route you took, if it's uh, reality TV or if it's, you know, it should, it should be right. You should know what you're doing. You should know who you are, um, right. why you're doing what you're doing. And also, regardless of if you, last, let's say, you even win the show, you still have to work hard. And I think that's what people forget a lot of the time. Like, oh, because I've been on TV now, the world is going to bow at my feet. No. Hell to the no. You know? And it's like your work is people yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's like your work begins even more and I mean like and I think what's great is that you and Emmanuel Smith are great success stories mm. huge success stories who've actually made it work and continued with it and it's just like I know I shouldn't say it but people should look at you too as blueprints like if you're going to do if you're going to do a reality show or even um the guys who did uh Reaper's Choir as well because they didn't quite win when they did the um choir for bbc uh the bbc one that they did but the fact that they didn't win i think they came second they didn't win but the things that came afterwards right like they got to sing for royalty they got flown they got they got they got flown to different countries europe to to, just to sing and they were busy for a good couple of years straight just just from that one particular show and this is the thing people don't understand the kind of like exposure you can have and then leveraging what you have and you know i just always say just just do it you just you just never know what's going to happen and like and like and i love what you said that your mind has to be right and you have and your foundation has to be right as well so that you know that you're going and you're going to be like even if you don't win it's not going to sway you as such so um quick question is jonathan McReynolds like really tall he's like you know when six foot is he okay and is he is he really fine in real life? Is he, is he what? fine? Is he fine? Is he like like super? I mean, he, you see his picture like on TV, like you what, know. What's happening right now? That's a question. I had a dream about him, <laughs> but last year. <laughs> and maybe anyway, maybe swiftly on. So yeah, so is is he like kind of like good looking in real life as well? Like you he know, looks, like, he looks exactly how he looks in pictures. He, he, really? He, you see how some people look maybe slightly different. He looks exactly as he looks. Like, like so when you when you met him when you saw him like you know on the show and stuff like did you think like did you like take for a second think do you second for a thing damn what were you actually find in real life like no that's the honest truth like when so we were backstage and then him erica and kelly came to sit down in the, the judging seat and yeah. then i think i caught a glimpse of the three of them and then it was like in my mind it was literally like that actually like literally Kelly, um, Erica from Mary Mary and John yeah. literally sitting right there. It was just it was kind of like a surreal moment. I was like, hmm, like they're right wow. there. But as, as this as this was happening, Kirk was standing right next to us. Oh yeah. So how was Kirk? So, what was that? What was that like meeting Kirk and like re- react interacting with him on your he, sessions and just, stuff? He is just like 
always being jovial, always joking, always making fun of himself of everybody else. Like he's just before you talk about his small shirt, he's already talking about. He's gonna do it. <laughs> Um, I love it. And it was just hilarious. So we were already kind of giggling and laughing. And I mean, Kirk was standing right there. So then I saw the other three over there and it was just like, okay, that's interesting. Um, and literally after like top 10 were chosen, Jonathan came on stage and he kind of gave, he gave everyone a hug and he was like, you guys are top 10 now. So you guys really got to bring it. Um, and he was just really chill. So yeah. like, it just wasn't, but I don't think I've, I don't, genuinely, I don't think I've ever been like starstruck. Like, okay. My reaction to anything that should probably be super exciting is literally this. This is the reaction. Yeah, we've seen it. Yes. It's okay. I just, I just wanted to know. It's not my fault. It's because I grew up in an African household where, like, my mom would pick up the phone and Jesus. When I was a kid, I would jump every time, and then you'd find out that it wasn't even anything that deep. And it got to the point where like, she can shout and I'm just there like, and now I just don't react. I don't react to anything. Cause it really used to scare me as a kid, like scare me. And wow. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't need this. I don't want this anymore. <laughs> I don't like, mm, now, up let me now, just. Up and now, up and now. I was like, shit. <laughs> and now it's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm broken or something. Cause it's just, I don't know. Ah, no, you're not broken, please. Let's not. Mm -mm. You're not booking. Yeah, yeah, you're whole. Yeah, no, it's just what... whatever this is, I like it. I'll keep it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't get starstruck. But I think the only person I would ever get starstruck is if I ever met someone like Oprah or Will Smith. Those are the only two. Everybody else is just like, oh hey, hi, how you doing? Like I've met, I've met Kurt before, and uh, and we were talking because I remember when I interviewed him, and I was just like. Oh hey, nice to meet you. In my heart, my heart was like, really? <laughs> but my face was just like, hey, like, oh my gosh, we're the same height. <laughs> is it? <Did> I <laughs> of us? No, no, he's a little bit taller. He he's a little bit taller than me, but, so, but... The same height, then. yeah, it's a little bit taller. <laughs> it's as well. Okay, right. Let's get some lyrics for you. Let's get some lyrics for you. Okay, here we go. I have no place to go. No, I have no. Oh, why do these words sound like this? Like something else. I have no. I have no place to go but your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Stand with me. Yeah. Oh, I, was like, no, I don't know this song. <laughs> I was like, you better do, because we talked about it already. Like, it cannot be that. Don't pull my hand, please. Okay, uh, your next one. I'm going to give you a couple more. Right. It may seem like I... It may seem like I've been broken down. But it's only... Am I singing the wrong line? Yep. It... Like I can't find my feet. My feet away. Do you know what? I interchange them all the time. Don't even worry about it. It's, it's... <laughs> what song was that? When I'm singing it live, I sing it however. Um, I will praise Yes. Oh wow, you switch it up. Hi. Wow. Professional. Professional. Oh, All right. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, you actually dropped out of college to pursue music. Yes. How did that? How was that? How was that with your parents? Because African no, no, parents. No, no. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't drop out of college to pursue music. I dropped out of college because I was failing. And, oh <laughs> yes so um gcse level like i was getting a's a stars b 
um, C's. I think the only thing I got C for was the fact that my teacher lost my coursework and I had to do it overnight. So I got C's. So at GCSE level, like I was basically in it. Then I got to A level and I said to my mum, I want to do art. And she said to me, oh, who does art? Like, why don't you do something that would kind of keep your options open, broad, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, so let me just continue to do the subjects that I'm, I kind of did well with at GCSE. So let me do English, biology, and I think, what else did I want to do? I think literature or something like that. And then when I got there, most of the classes were full besides, I think, but I got biology and then it was like maths and I think forensic science. I didn't get English. I really wanted English, but it was maths and forensic science. So I was thinking that college level maths was going to be, maybe just a little bit harder than GCSE level maths. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> it, was complete, it was completely yeah. different. I just couldn't understand. Oh, cool. I just couldn't understand. I literally couldn't understand the jump was so big. Every time... It was just like my grade was just dropping, 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 dropping. Wow. And at that point too, I was also searching. Like I that, it, that whole sense of what's my purpose. It's like the, that feeling was, it was like a black hole it, and it was widening. So mm -hmm, my concentration mm -hmm. was just, it was dipping. <laughs> like I just couldn't concentrate on anything. Um, and then I was like, I kind of felt like, okay, maybe I want to do music, but like, where do I start? I just didn't know. I didn't know. I was lost. Like that's all I can say. I was lost. And I just kind of started to spiral out, which is how I even ended up in Ghana because my mom was tired of me. Oh, <laughs> of me. now it makes sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just told my, my, my teachers, my subjects, I was like, guys, I'm not coming back to this college. Um, and they were like, oh, no, we'll help you, blah, blah. I was like, I, when you're helping me, like, I don't even understand what you're talking about. So just don't even worry about it. <laughs> the math teacher was like, you give me. He would explain to me further. He started, he was talking, I was just... What are you talking about? Like, it's all like... <laughs> <laughs> that meme, that meme of all these numbers, like, trying yeah. to figure out... Yeah, yeah, it's like, still not working out, so I'm going to leave. I, that's, like, one thing. Like, once I latch onto something, like, I'm going to do yeah. something or I'm not going to do something, like, unless God. <laughs> like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> only God. Yeah, only God can change my mind. So, I'm, I'm done. I had checked out of the college. I was, I was done. So, yeah, I dropped out. Yeah. And I ended up in Ghana, and then I ended up on the reality TV show. It just... Things just happened, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I didn't plan to be a musician or a singer. So what would be your advice because obviously you know you were you you were looking for trying to find your identity and your purpose so what would because you eventually found it so what would be your advice um to individuals or even artists who actually um trying to find their identity and what type of things do they need to be asking themselves and also thinking of so for me it was it was literally i wasn't even trying to be like an authentic artist i think it's just been the way i've approached life and i've approached mm. my relationship with god i think that's what made that's what shows through the music i'm always honest with god like i would tell god the gory details and i feel like sometimes we think to ourselves like it's god man you know <laughs> it's god you can't <laughs> tell him that sort of thing but right god is omnipresent like he sees us doing all the crazy stuff like if you were at someone's house last night god was there you know so why are you now praying saying oh, <laughs> hell forgive me oh god well what for 
<laughs> like I, it was there what you have to be very honest so i prayed an honest prayer like it got to the point where i was like i just i can't do this anymore i literally feel like i just couldn't even live on like every day it was painful to wake up every single day that's what it felt like wow. every day when i w- opened my eyes i was like we're here again like and it hurt to wake up every day and so there was this one night when i literally just went on the floor and i was crying and i just prayed and i was like you know god i don't have the courage to kill myself because at that point i was like suicidal and I was like, wow. I do not have the courage to do this. So I'm just going to pray. At that point, I wasn't even sure if I believed in God anymore. Like, I was just like, people at college don't go to church. They're not, their moms are not like Bible bashers. So what's the big deal with me? Like, I should be able to do this as well. But then it just, it felt worse to be further away from God. It was like, everything was just crashing, you know? Mm. Um, so I prayed and I, I, I told God, I was like, if, you, if it's true that it says in the Bible that you have eyes, that we're created in your image, and that means that you can see me right now. And if you have arms, it means that you can touch me. I need help. Like, please just help me because I can't do this. I just help me. So I, you know, prayed, prayed, prayed. And it was such an honest prayer. And sometimes we think that we're being honest with God, but we're not because in the back of our mind, we're still kind of holding on to stuff. Mm. And I put up a post once where I was like, there's a lot of times that we use God as a band-aid. Like come to church, feel good. You know, the worship is on. It's like you cry it out, you know? But when you go home, you're not actually going to delete the numbers. You're not yeah. actually going to maybe cut yourself off your friendship group, even though it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Like you're not yeah. actually going to take those difficult steps. It's like, oh, I think I can make it work still. Then you come back again and it's like you put another plaster on it, you know? And it got to the point where I had to rip it off and just be like, look, mm. at, I am messed up. Like, look at some of the thoughts that pass through my head. This is creepy, bro. Like, God, help me out, man. Like, <laughs> I've got problems. No, but it's the truth. We need to be honest with God because he yeah. wants to be. Because he can Absolutely. actually, and he can't trick God. So I just bared it out. I was like, it's either you help me or I don't know where I'm going to end up. I'm probably going to end up a single mom out here. I am going to like just... Whoa. Um, this, this is the honest truth. I'm always honest. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, it's I good. Yeah. And I was just like, God, help me or else, you know? And that prayer right there, a whole year later, I was standing in this church and I had a whole flash. It was like a flashback. I saw myself in college, mm. myself in high school. I saw, it was just like... And then all of a sudden I was standing in the church and I felt like I was somebody else. I don't know how wow. it happened. I don't know the moment, the time I had just changed. Even the way the thoughts were happening in my head, mm, just mm. as it used to happen before. And I was like, how did this happen? When did this happen? You know? And from that place of gratitude, that's literally where I write from and where I live from. Because I'm like, I remember every single day what, like my life could have turned how it could have turned out how it would have turned out yeah totally yeah. get it yeah that's what kind yeah. of translates into everything my music my life the way i present myself the way i keep myself together like you know it's very difficult for you to probably hear at this stage in my life that oh yo i found me out here doing something like you don't know what i mean no <laughs> you don't know you don't yell but you don't know <laughs> like that do you know what i mean yeah. but um yeah. no that's so that's so powerful that it really is just crying out to God and asking like, who am I and find that place. And I think the key word that you said is gratitude as well. When you are, when you practice that or when you remember that it's just like, then things be- begin to like take shape and take yeah. form. And you're just like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. This is, this is who I am. This is how I be. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a couple more questions and we've got to play this game before we run out of time. Cause we can't run out of time because you have to do this. Okay. Right. Most embarrassing thing that's happened to you on stage. <laughs> um, so during stars, of the future, that, the competition I was in in Ghana, ha. Yeah. I, why are you laughing? 
worried. I'm worried. It wasn't anything major. Like, um, so I was, we were provided clothes, but it turns out that I'm a size four and most of the girls were like five upwards. So a lot of the shoes were bigger and they didn't have my size and I wore this outfit and they were like, why don't you wear these boots? But the boots were too big and the heel was like this, right? (laughs) So, and the stage was kind of slippery. So, and this is like national theater in Ghana. Yeah. Full house. Yeah. Um, and then I'm walking up the stairs to come onto the stage. One of my feet literally goes sideways like this. And I, I go like this and, um, literally the whole, I didn't fall. I didn't actually fall, but the whole crowd went, Oh, Oh, you know what Ghanaians are like? Super over over dramatic, and you're yeah, just like, ah, uh-uh, people, please now, like, give me a little bit of room. <laughs> so the whole crowd just shouted <laughs> like that, and I think, yeah, even though it's like one of the most embarrassing moments, I believe that like, it was a healing moment for me as well because I I was shy, like shy, and like I, I had slight like every time I come on stage, I was like kind of nervous and everything. But then when that happened, I kind of asked myself, okay, so if I'd fallen, what would have happened? <laughs> and for some reason, for some reason, that kind of just gave me this confidence. I was like, well, I'll get up. If I fall, I will stand up. And then we'll, that's we'll, it. We'll yeah, continue. that's what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. And then for some reason, that gave me this, <laughs> it gave me this confidence. And Oh, that's so funny. The most embarrassing moment turned into a healing moment. <laughs> oh, wow. I love it. 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 Okay. Um, right. So what we're going to do now is we're going to play this game. Okay, here's the thing. There, there's 35 lines. Each line has two words. Whatever the line has, you have to make up a song with that. 28. So you have Orange and Lord's Prayer. Oh, cool. Okay. So. I was in my house getting breakfast. Whoa. And I decided to have an orange <laughs> When I was done, I remember that I didn't say a prayer. Oh, so with my last five minutes before I stepped out, I said the Lord's Prayer. Oh my gosh! Ooh, I haven't got a, I haven't got a napkin um sticks so I'm using my <laughs> Oh my days that was absolutely fantastic oh my god listen yeah I think you kind of like smashed the all my other guests you probably are in the lead right now come on that's what I'm talking about yes <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling so proud I'm feeling <laughs> This is how you do a freestyle, y'all. <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you so much for that. Nah, that was so dope. So what can we look forward to? Like, what's happening with with the other music-wise? Yeah, you know, me and my brother is always working on new music. Always, always, always. We were supposed to drop music before this whole pandemic, before Sunday Best and everything. So new music is obviously number one on the list. Um, and just, we'll see. I don't like to give away too much you know just so that you don't put too much pressure on yourself you'll you'll find out what happens right you're gonna see what happens 
just like that just like that fantastic right so how can people keep in touch with you like your social media like inst- well, obviously instagram they know um yeah. twitter so niela uh, underscore official here obviously twitter is niela official youtube is niela official snapchat is niela facebook is niela niela <laughs> Niela and it's Niela double I I. yes with double I don't throw it out okay if you type Niela someplace you're gonna find it you're gonna find it no so it's N-double-I-E-double-L-A remember it as well so guys make sure that you listen to the music go on Spotify find it check that beautiful EP out it's so good like girl and the, the beautiful thing is, it's just a range of, it's just a range of sounds. You had the R&B, you had a little bit of the, the, the sure, Afro. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, fascinated that you like it so much, you know. I do. I, like I said, Room 37, I really enjoyed it. Like, I, I really, really, really liked it. Redo some of the songs. Redo it, because I think that might be quite cool. That would be interesting, to be honest with you. Very, very interesting indeed. So, um, yeah. But sis, thank you so much. It's been a thank pleasure you having you. It's always great. And uh, we look forward to the music, more music coming from you soon as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Lyrically Speaking with Lady T. The show was brought to you by HFP Music City, and we'd like to thank them for making this show possible. Our producer was Chibuzo Okoro, and sound produced by Samuel Wachiku. Our editor and presenter was Lady T. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating or review. To catch all our latest, you can follow us on Instagram at hfpmusiccity underscore and visit our blog at www.hfpmusiccity.com. Thanks again and see you next time. Lyrically speaking,